Welcome to After The Show, your weekly movie podcast brought to you by A. Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello there and welcome to After The Show. Hello, Sid Talk. How are you? Uh, how am I? Well, through the course of this podcast, listeners will find out that I have a bit of a cold. As do you. <laughs> I also have a cold, but I don't sound like I have one like you do. I do. Because you know why? It just started dripping down the back and everyone knows what it's like. And it is shitty because it's been going on all week. Like a whole since Monday and this is Saturday. But I no mean, one, everybody not, out there has had a cold. Before. Yeah. And this is the before the after the show discussion because we were both sitting here clearing our throats and coughing and I'm drinking hot tea and I had a shot of whiskey and some honey, all the stuff. <laughs> So I should be in a really good mood, yeah. but I might cough a few times. And we might be shorter than normal just because we either end up having a coughing fit or yeah. we, we just go asleep in the middle of the podcast. Something. <laughs> well, whiskey and whiskey <laughs> will do it, but uh, yeah, we'll see. But the oh, show must go on. It must. All right. It's Saturday, May the 13th. This is after the show number 787. We're a movie review podcast and every week we look at a new movie. This week's no exception when we look at the movie... Evil Dead Rise. It's a 2023. You can watch it now on VOD and it's rated R. It's definitely an R-rated movie. From our friends at Warner Brothers, Sid Talk, can you give us a synopsis of the movie Evil Dead Rise? I'm not sure if I should because if people don't know already, Evil Dead is... Is it more important to you than Star Wars or just equal? It's been, always been very important to me. It has. It um, shaped my horror-watching life. And so would you say it's equal to Star Wars? I know it's dangerous territory. Yeah, it's in the same, it's in my cinematic uh, top 10, for sure. Right on. So I'll let you give the synopsis. Well, this one isn't from me. It's from the marketing geniuses at Warner Brothers. <laughs> A twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessed demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish vision of family imaginable. It's about family, like Fast and the Furious, <laughs> but in a different way. Sitar, what did you think of Evil Dead Rise? I should first ask me what I think of that summation, because I don't like it. It's not like they're estranged. One no. sister travels with her job. Yes, it seems like they've had a bit of... I mean, they're just different people, and now she's coming back because she's having some life trauma. And so that assessment, even though the people who wrote it probably think of it that way, I didn't think of it that way at all. Two different sisters who are not the same person. And now battling the evil dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, one more than the other. <laughs> Spoiler True. alert. Evil Dead Rise is, it doesn't require you to see any of the other evil dead movies, actually. I thought about that while we were watching it. And you could enjoy this on its standalone. Um, I don't know about that. I think I'm blinded by having seen them all and the television show. And so I know all the stuff. I mean, I don't remember every detail like you do, like throwbacks to different lines and things like that. But I understand the world of it. I understand. Mm -hmm. Actually, they don't address this in this movie at all, but because it's been addressed in the television show, how these demons and spirits, you know, are riled up and how they what they want to do to the world and how they get stuck in you and all that stuff. I do understand that. They don't tell you any of that. It's like shorthanded. So having known that, I it think makes it, it does. And I hate that because I hate it when somebody makes a movie that I know nothing about and they assume, you know, stuff that I don't know. So I'm torn, but I do think it 
as a horror movie, if you were just to go watch it, it would seem a little bit like it's gory, it's bloody, it's touchy-feely, we kind of, or not touchy-feely, it's very controversial because there's children involved and a mom and you Pregnant feel... people. Yeah, you feel like, oh, ugh, like, oh my, you are treading here on some sacred territory, right? So it has a lot of visceral, like, reactions, a lot of gross stuff. And so I think it can stand alone as an experience, but for me... I'm glad I know the Evil Dead universe to go with it. 2013, they remade the Evil Dead. And that was awesome also. It was just like a reimagining of the original one. Well, tell them a little about Evil Dead. The original Evil Dead? Assume that people listening, somebody, one person, doesn't even know what we're talking about. I can tell you my experience with it, which was funny. All right. We rented the videotape, Evil Dead. Hold on, hold on. What century was this? It was in the 1990s. (laughs) Or or late 80s, I would say. Okay. So we rented the videotape, came home with it. And it was like tea time, five, six o'clock. wasn't even dark outside. We were watching it. And the person I was watching it with had a newspaper because they were half half reading the newspaper, half watching the movie, right? And there's a big jump scare in the movie to do with the trap door. Uh, uh, When the trap door jump scare happened... That newspaper, which was one of those big newspapers that you have to hold up, got ripped in half. I absolutely remember that happening. (laughs) So that was my introduction. I wasn't as scared as this person was. Hold on. So we've got videotapes and people reading the newspaper. Yeah, it's old time. (laughs) So the original (laughs) Evil Dead movie was a long time. And I can remember that this videotape that we rented from the shop, it had clearly been rented a thousand times because it was really... VHS was, you know, kind of grainy as it was, but this one was bad. It was like, you know, where the tracking was off. Yeah. It kind of added something else to it for me. It made it, it makes it in my memory feel like this grimy kind of thing. That's like cool. found footage or something. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Like some, I don't know, but it, it really impacted me. And then I immediately wanted to watch as many horror movies as I possibly could. So, oh, so that was the beginning of your horror journey. I think I'd seen The Exorcist already and The Omen. But that was about it. I think those were my beginning. For me, definitely. The Exorcist, The Omen, The Shining. Those were all my introduction because I'd watch them late at night on the television channels. I didn't have cable or anything. And we didn't really rent videos till later, later in the 80s. So I jumped right in. And then my mom started taking us to Friday the 13th and Halloween movies at the theater. Just when I was a kid, when all the grown up had to do was buy a ticket, which was $1.75, by the way, or $2.25 for the main show. We're really going back in time here. And she just had to buy the ticket, walk around the corner with us, and then she would leave. Right. <laughs> the people who worked there didn't care. It was just that thing, right? So that was my introduction was Exorcist. So, And I didn't even watch Evil Dead till I was an adult, I don't think. No, I was 13, maybe, when I watched it. Definitely wasn't a kid. Yeah, and it's not a kid movie. No. So Evil Dead Rise, getting back to this, I said to you when it, when it was over, that's exactly what I was looking for in an Evil Dead movie. Very good. It had all the things, it had all the callbacks to Evil Dead, but it also, I think it added something new to Evil Dead because of this mommy slash family dynamic thing that was going on, which we haven't really had before. What it tells you is that these demons do not give a crap about anything they truly want chaos and suffering and pain in the realm or whatever, whatever it is they're doing. 
tell us how the demons come into the world. It is a trope of the <laughs> Evil Dead movies. So in the old one, they used a reel-to-reel cassette player, and they find it and they play it, and as they play it, there's like uh, incantations on the tape, and as the incantations are spoken, the thing starts happening. In this one, it's on a vinyl record. My question is, who put it on the vinyl record? Yeah, exactly. Well, it was a priest this time who was yeah. recording it. He was recording like a meeting. It was 1923, so that was quite common right. to record, think, to have someone there to record audio on a phonograph record type of thing. Yeah. So in this one, we've got a character in here who's a DJ. So we've got the turntables, so we can play them. Right on. Then we find the record, stick it on the turntables, then all, all hell breaks loose. Evil Dead, Dead. Evil Dead actually rise. I really liked the dilapidated scenario, the, the high-rise block that they're in. Yeah. It's basically on the verge of being, con- is it condemned? Is that what you call it? Yeah. So in a month, it's going to be knocked down. So it's, at, it's la- on its last legs. It's disgusting looking, dirty, kind of everything's falling apart. And it's just the right vibe for this movie. <laughs> I felt like the high-rise itself was a character in the oh, thing. listen to you. Hollywood speak. Yeah, it felt like it. Every time, even when they just sat in the living room, it just seems grimy, doesn't it? And you're like, is this a nice place to live without <laughs> the monsters and stuff? Just living there day to day, is it? Because it's so dim and Well, I have dingy. a feeling it was cheap. That's why this mom of three was living there. Yeah. Yeah, I liked where it was set. This movie has no holds barred. It goes there with every, like the cheese grater scene, for oh, instance. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's all we have to say. And somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah. gross. There's a cheese, yeah, it's just, it does Evil Dead stuff, but <laughs> it really turns it up, like, gore-wise. There's blood everywhere, nobody's safe, stabbing. You know, it's not like Scream last week where everybody just gets stabbed, and you're like, oh, somebody's going to get stabbed again. How unique. And the- they have plot security or whatever it's called, plot protection. Yeah, plot armor. Yeah. But this one is, you know, you don't know who's going, how they're going. You do know there's going to be a lot of casualties. In that hallway, there was a lot of casualties yeah. outside the apartment. I like that scene, actually, with the when you're looking through this like unique Sam Raimi-ish camera work where it's looking through a peephole and stuff's happening outside. It does the thing at the beginning where it flies through the trees and through the forest, but then it turns out it's a drone. But again, people who don't know these movies don't know what you're talking about. No, it's full of those little callbacks, though, isn't it? But what's the callback is what I'm saying. The callback is back in the day, Sam Raimi basically put a camera on a piece of wood with some wheels on it, like a skateboard and pushed it through the woods to try and get this (laughs) steady shot of evil approaching the cabin. But they do it here with a drone. But the joke is that it's a drone. Right. Right. (laughs) But it's cool. It's a good opening. And I really like the title card for this movie. (laughs) Yeah, really good. There's a lady possessed. And the words Evil Dead Rise are in the sky, and it looks really, like, intimidating. Like, the whole movie's gonna, from this point on, <laughs> it's gonna intimidate you. And it does. It's, um, I like the, the gore levels are good. It goes a bit crazy, like, with the elevator and blood. There's a lot of blood. Did I mention that? There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of, um, that final encounter. I'm not gonna spoil the final encounter, but that encounter was cool. It was set up. If you're watching the movie closely, everything's set up. I saw that van in the, you know, the Fonda van. Uh-huh. 
I saw it at the beginning of the movie because I noticed the Fonda thing and I was like, oh, there's a chainsaw on the side of the van. Basically a a tree chopping company with a chainsaw on the van. And again, chainsaw is important because... Evil Dead, there's always a chainsaw. In Evil Dead, there's always a chainsaw in every movie. And there isn't an exception. It's in all the movies and the TV show. So when you see a chainsaw on the side of a van, I think you know what you're in for. I also said to you at the beginning of the movie, the little girl's got a baby's head doll on the (laughs) end of a stick. I said, that's probably going to come in useful at some point. And it does. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) She tried. Not useful, but... It gets used. Just so you know, if in this universe, in this plane or dimension or whatever we're talking about here, where these evil spirits find a way into the human body, the body dies. You're like a zombie. They're in you. They are unkillable for the most part. Absolutely. Not the body of the person. It's very difficult. In fact, how do you even do it? Um, I can't remember. It said on the um. Yeah, he said dismember him, but I don't think that actually does it because he said it failed. Yeah, and I it, don't remember any success unless you completely blow them up, like explode them. If it failed back in Evil Dead 2 when he chopped his girlfriend up and stuck her in the ground and then parts of her body started coming back, remember? See? So, so yeah, dismemberment yeah. doesn't... I don't think there is a, a way of stopping it. I guess if they came out from the depths of hell or wherever they're from because of an incantation or something spiritual, that's the only way you can thwart them, right? Yeah. For me, it was a very good hit evil dead movie and i really liked the 2013 one which was more gross and unsettling this one was more action like an action movie with a load of blood in it right true this one's only an hour and a half it went by so quickly it was over before i could i was like oh really is that the end (laughs) so that means it's good right if you like it yeah and it didn't feel cheated or short it was fine you get enough to care about the people at the beginning. At the first, I was like, oh, they're really all obnoxious, right? Hmm. They seem obnoxious, this family, in some way. Like, everybody's got... They're sort of caricatures of a family. She, the mom's a tattoo artist. The son is a DJ with, yeah. like, darkness all around him. The little girl is cutting the head off a doll and putting it on a stake, so she's a little bit not your typical, what you would think, stereotypically. And then the teenage daughter also she's looking for her favorite black shirt so she can go protest about global warming and so they're very written yes that's a good word <laughs> you know when that happened I, I don't know if i care about them but i immediately i started to care about them pretty quick i did too and they all start to drop off pretty quick too so you don't get long to care about them i mean it is a horror movie we can't people are going to die in a horror movie and lots of people will die in this one so uh moving on to the cast most of these actresses and actors are uh, Australian, by the way. Did you notice that? I could tell the little girl was, yeah. Well, the little girl is actually the exception. She's British. British, yes. Yeah. She, and she was trying really hard to hide it, but it wasn't working. Alyssa Sil- Sutherland plays Ellie. She's the mother. And she's awesome. When she's Ellie, she's awesome. And when she's the demon, she is like, I'll never forget that face. Yeah, she's really good. And she, you know, when she did that thing in the bath where she like jumped up and she was holding onto the walls. Yes. I'll never forget that image. It's horrible. I mean, I, had a, I doubt if she was doing that. <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was cool. She was very good. So she really has to anchor everything because she's the antagonist, isn't she? She's, it gets into her first and she's pretty much the Terrible. Main. Yeah. <laughs> but she's good at it. 
We've got the kids as well and the sister. Gabrielle Eccles plays Bridget. Bridget's the sister, right? No, Bridget's the oldest daughter. Oh, the oldest daughter. She goes through some shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, she was also good. Lily Sullivan is Beth, and that's the sister. Correct. And now the sister is our, like, Ash Williams kind of character. She's the badass, right? Correct. I did find that she wasn't a badass for a long time, and then a badass all of a sudden. It wasn't really all of a sudden. It was just sort of like, I mean, I felt like it was the good pace, because at some point during that night, you're going to get some kind of like, holy crap, I am not putting up with this shit. Like, this is real. Bad shit's happening. And now I'm over it and I'm I'm stepping up. You know what I mean? So I felt like it was just right. Yeah. And uh, finally, Nell Fisher is Cassie. She's the little girl. And the little girl had to witness some horrific things. Yeah. She was under a table while all kinds of stuff was going on. I feel like the sun was just in permanent, like, sad eye scared mode, unfortunately. So it wasn't oh, yeah. super great. But, you know, it's an odd movie to talk about performances. This is directed by Lee Cronin. He directed a movie called The Hole in the Ground, which is a horror movie, which Sam Raimi saw and said, I would like that person to make an Evil Dead movie. Oh, wow. So that's how this came about. I really like the directing. It's got a lot of unique camera work, practical things going on everywhere. You can tell cameras up in people's faces and eyeballs flying out. And And you read that most of it is practical effects too. Yeah, that was one of the rules that they didn't use much CGI. There probably is some, right? Yeah, but... I I don't know though. They're old school, those Raimi people. I feel like even that creature, let's say, was probably a puppet or something. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. And, and it looked cool. Uh, it was disgusting. Pretty good directing. IMDb reviews, what are those? Those are uh, uh, reviews that people go on to a website. You see, it's the modern world now. It's not back in the day of videotapes when you'd watch a movie, and then you'd take it back to the store, and then you just put it in the box, and you'd walk away. And then your friends go, how was it? And you're like, mm, it was all right, or it sucked, or whatever. And then life went on. Now... Anyone at any moment of any second, in fact, in the five first, first five minutes of a movie in a theater can bring out their stupid phone. I love my phone, but I'm saying this person has a stupid phone because they'll start typing. This movie is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. This movie should never exist. I want my two hours back, right? Or whatever the thing is. And then they put them out here on the IMDb. And then you like to go make fun of the one star reviews. All right. So the first person says... Zero entertainment, all <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting, yes, but also entertaining. Let me start off by saying that I'm a horror movie buff. I absolutely love all things spooky and scary, but this is the worst piece of cinema I've ever seen. The worst ever. I love that one. It's a classic. Blood and gore is one thing and can sometimes really make a movie, but the lens that the creators of this film went to discuss the viewers is above and beyond. That's exactly what it is. That's what they were going for. Maybe they've never seen Evil Dead. I recommend skipping it altogether and definitely skip out on the snacks. Never recommend that someone doesn't watch a movie. That's just rude. Second guy says, Total snooze fest. Nothing to see here. They've capitalized off the Evil Dead name and brought no thrills. Awful. Awful. The last guy says, Such a disappointment. They said it was a zombie movie, but it had no zombies. I will save my money and watch The Walking Dead. What does he think she is? He doesn't understand the world. She is a zombie because she dies. So you have to die. 
And then the spirit either has already gotten into you and now it is taking you over or then it gets in you. So yeah, it's a zombie. Exactly. That is the IMDb reviews. Let's give this movie a score. Extras we didn't see because this is the streaming version. It is out on Blu-ray in a couple of months. You'll be able to see some extras then. I'm going to give Evil Dead Rise an 8 out of 10. Holy crap. Well, I would not expect you to give it anything less than an 8. I'm surprised you're giving it just an 8. But I will give it a 7.8. I'm right up there. I think it's entertaining. I like the world that it's in. I thought it looked good. Special effects were good. It was entertaining. I'm, it, I'm all in. And it was gross. It was gross. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's hard to gross me out. Yeah. And there were times, the cheese grater, I was like, oh, no. Like the shaving scene in Cabin in the Woods. Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever. Oh. Yeah. Cheese graters are just a, they're an, oh. it's just a nasty weapon, really. I mean, it's a nasty weapon when you use it on cheese. I wonder if you had a burglar come in your house, you pick up the cheese grater and you point it at them. Would they just be like, oh, that's fine. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Evil Dead Rise. I'm leaving. <laughs> or I know that's a serious weapon. Yeah. I'd like to know which other movies have used a cheese grater as a weapon because it can't be the first Ugh, time, right? It can't be. Yeah. That's Evil Dead Rise. Thank you to Warner Brothers. Next week, we're looking at Ben Affleck's new movie, Air. You know this one? Mm -mm. It's the story of Nike starring Ben Affleck. So we'll look at that next week. Oh, and Matt Damon, actually. Movie recommendations, I'm going with some simple ones for you. Evil Dead, the original, and all of the others, and the TV show. And Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead, depending on which part of the world you're from. Mm -hmm. I was thinking of a movie with lots of blood in it, and Dead Alive, even though it's 30-odd years old, is still one of the most bloody movies you'll ever see. Definitely. The lawnmower. Yep. So Evil Dead and Dead Alive. And my recommendations are all science fiction. I started at the beginning of this century or millennium. So I am up to 2011 with Super 8, which was really fun. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed that movie. That's one of those where you're like, not sure what's going on. And then you're like, whoa, you know? Yeah. Then I have The Thing, also from 2011. So a remake of the original. It was okay. Nothing's yeah. a patch on the original, though. True. And then we have Battleship, which was 2012. Rihanna. So Battleship was all right. I liked it. If I'm not mistaken, it was Liam Neeson. Correct? Yeah, directed by um, the guy from The Last Seduction. I always forget his name. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't, it's not what it sounds like. It's science fiction, but it's called Battleship. Yeah, but based on the Battleship board game, weirdly. But it isn't really. No. I mean, you have to watch it and then you'd be like, no, it isn't. Who's, who said that? <laughs> They're full of crap. Then we have Cloud Atlas, which has great potential, but I wasn't super in love with it. I mean, I kind of... Wachowskis. I get it, and it was a little mind-bendy, but then it wasn't, you know, unfortunately. And then John Carter, which I think was all right, but it didn't really go anywhere, did it? John Carter from Mars. That was yeah. the original thing that kind of George Lucas based Star Wars on. So there you Well, go. not this 2012 movie. No, the original John Carter from Mars. Right. All right, Ace Gully stuff. I have been playing some retro games this week. And I've mostly been playing. I know this week the new Legend of Zelda came out on the Switch. But screw that. I'm not playing that. I'm playing Legend of Zelda Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. Nice. Uh, it's the top-down 
you know, old school Zelda. And it's really fun. What I realized playing it is Nintendo are the masters of puzzles. So if you like, like, how do I get out of this dungeon with the tools that I've got? Like, what's the deal? And you've got to work it out. This is the game for you because it's all about trying to figure out how to get to the next room using the capabilities that you've got. And then when you do get to the next rooms, you might get something new that you can do. Like I've just got the um, thing that you can open. Like you can basically, it's like a vacuum cleaner. You can suck things out of holes. So now I can suck things out of holes and go into the holes where I couldn't go before. So it's a puzzle game basically with an RPG, you know, aesthetic to it. I mean, you've all played Zelda before. And there's a new Zelda, so you... I have not played Zelda, so that is incorrect. Well, you are an exception. I am not, so there's a lot of people who have never played Zelda or even know what you're talking about. So there's a new Zelda this week on Switch that everybody's playing. I'm not playing that one. I'm playing this one. What's for dinner, Sid Talk? Tonight, we're going to have tofu sandwiches because, and I'm telling you why, and people will be like, why do I care about that? And ew, gross tofu. Whatever. You can live in your own little isolated world and think that forever. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm tired of explaining it to people. But unfortunately, today is a very important day for my niece, and I was invited to go, and it was her hand fasting, and I have this. So my plan was, and I had promised to bring what I call tofu bites for up to 100 people. So over the last few weeks, what have I been purchasing? A lot of tofu. And I had to cook the tofu, even though I can't take it and share it with anyone. So tonight we're having tofu. Tomorrow we'll be having tofu and probably the next day. And we're vegetarian. That's why we're telling you we don't starve to death. We eat really good stuff. And yes, my tofu is fantastic. I like tofu. Yeah, it's good. All right, Sid Talk, this is your time to say your advice. (laughs) But keep it short so you don't cough. Okay, I'll keep it as short as I can. I mean, if you look at it. You could keep it very short. You could have three words if you want. I could, but it's not that. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, you don't know this, but I took a break and I went and took a big shot of cinnamon whiskey, which helped. So you might be slightly more inebriated. (laughs) A little more happy, but I'm not coughing at the moment. So my advice isn't advice. It's just a thing. Deep thoughts, we'll call it. So life is short, right? Even if you live a hundred years, which sounds like a lot. But if you think about a hundred dollars... It goes pretty fast when you spend $10 over there and $20 over there and $20 over there and 10 over there. Because if you're not keeping track of the 10s and the 20s, like before you know it, you're you're just, you're like out of money. And I feel like that's how time is with life that you and I have been married since the year 2000. Year 2000. (laughs) The distant future. (laughs) And that's 23 years ago. And so if you think like in a splash like a snap, I can remember first time I ever talked to you on the old internet, old-timey internet. Remember, this is still the 20th century we met before all the fancy stuff happened. And I'm transported there as if it's like right this second I can feel it. I'm in the room where I lived with my sister on this creppy computer in a little hallway room and talking with this person from halfway around the world like it was me. And then the modem sound. And then I had to get off the computer when she wanted to use the phone. And But that was 23 years ago. I just spent 23 years of my life. Now, yes, things have happened. But in your mind, when you're my age, I'm 55, you're like, where did that $55 go? (laughs) 
you know what I mean? 18 years of growing up and then a few years of not really paying much attention. And then I've been at my job for 24 years and married to you for 23 years. It's like snap, snap, snap. It's done. So that's it. Life is short. All right. Ascully.com is where you can get this podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're on social media, Ascully and Sid Talk. You can also go to Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, anywhere where podcasts are available. Email feedback to me, ascully, ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk because she will be too busy coughing and won't email you back. <laughs> and stay classy, the Evil Dead franchise. I'm sure this isn't the end. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, definitely someone's doing it for you. <laughs>